Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I am Dr. Damian Gibson and joining me as always is the man, the enigma, the mystery, the man who walks through the valley of kayfabe. Uh, I think I've, I think that's everything. It's kayfabe, Matt. No, I'm, um, I'm actually walking through the valley of dark kayfabe this episode. <laughs> the dark valley of kayfabe. <laughs> I'm on the other side. This is um we had a lull of a couple of weeks, man, that um like Halloween Havoc was great. Uh but the the sort of the Nitro preceding uh and the one after that was, was a bit shit. But the last two weeks have been sensational as far as fodder for us to take the piss out of is concerned. <laughs> well, this was both a ridiculous episode of television and had some great stuff on it. Yeah, actually had um, some really good wrestling as well, which was like last week had a similar sort of thing. But the, like this, I feel like this episode had more wrestling and it was all good. And all the wrestling mm. sort of told a story as well. Um, Almost all good. All right. Well, let's let's <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, we are coming from Jacksonville, Florida, which is, um, you know, uh Something that we say every week on our other podcast, AW Weekly. Let's click subscribe; you'll get both. And uh, I thought we could, <laughs> I thought we could call the commentary table segment "Get the Table?" Question <laughs> mark. Uh, so, look, it's still judging by Matt's face. That's not going to happen. But anyway, this is. <laughs> we need a sting. If you've got a sting, then mm-hmm. I'm uh, then I'm all for it. Okay. But until that point, I'm just uh, I'm all out. Cool. Well, I'm looking to procrastinate from doing uh, uni work as much as possible, so I'll get on to making that sting tonight. And uh, Fantastic. <laughs> we'll have that from now on. Uh, Bobby, Mongo, and Eric are all wearing a different coloured T-shirt and a black sports jacket. It's so fucking boring. Like It's it's like they knew somehow that we had started this segment and made it as difficult as possible. Yeah, although I was I was thinking about I, I was like if we ever did a live show, I reckon I could dress like Eric Bischoff really comfortably. <laughs> I reckon you could as well. <laughs> like just the, the wearing a skivvy and a jacket. Yeah, that's a great look. Leather jacket and skivvy. Uh, he's he's a handsome man, Eric. Quite charismatic. Yeah. You know, like he's got 
he's got better and more fulsome hair than I do. Uh, no, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Let's let's keep keep the mystery going for people. <laughs> You're right. My hair is just as good as uh, Eric Bischoff's. It looks exactly the same. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean now, it's it's silver, oh. completely silver, swept back. It is. Like, I don't want to talk about Eric Bischoff's hair for too long, but he really does have uh, great hair. He does. He does. Even now. Like, you you would be happy with that at his age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy with it at my age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Kayfabe Matt has three hairs like Homer Simpson that are combed over. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. But you'll never know. You'll never know. So that's true. Um, look, the the star of the show is Pepe, and uh, Pepe is dressed up as Superdog this week, which I thought would really annoy you, and then it made me smile while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like I don't like how Mongo has to like tie the way the stupid dog is dressed into every single bit. So like he's like, well, and he's dressed as Superdog because of the super wrestling we see. Uh, and there's, it's like, oh, don't just say <laughs> you're an idiot who dresses his dog up. Like, what sort of a grown man? Like, I know that we didn't know about, like, concussions and CTE back then, but someone should have realised that Mongo's an adult dressing up a chihuahua differently every week. <laughs> but also, like, that's what makes this show great compared no. to fucking Todd Phillips. I'll take Mongo over I had the I had the mispleasure of watching fucking NXT this week because for some reason I was like maybe it'll be good. I did a Brian Alvarez and forgot, completely forgot all the knowledge that I had about WWE and watched one of their weekly shows and within 4 minutes was like, "Nope." And it's because you've got Todd Phillips just talking at a monotone rate like this the whole time. I'll take the bad boy over Todd Phillips. Yeah, it's so you would like it if Todd Phillips, instead of talking about wrestling, held up a fucking small goldfish bowl and had a goldfish dress like a piranha. And he's like, yeah. because of how uh, bitey our su- biting the commentary of our superstars is today. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. I will, I'm not that quick today. The action is as sharp as these. this piranha's teeth. Huh? What about that? Yeah, that's, that's much better. That's much better. Uh, we'll yeah. just cut my bit and keep your bit. <laughs> yes. The answer to your question is 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know this. Like, as stupid, I want wrestling as stupid as possible. If Todd Phillips just started walking out with a goldfish, I'd watch NXT every week, no matter how bad the wrestling was. All right. You, you've heard it. Uh, 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 what are your names again? We, we know Vince doesn't listen, but we're pretty sure Triple H does. Oh, 100%. So, uh, 100%. Big WCW guy, Trips. <laughs> <laughs> he loved his time there. <laughs> um, okay, look, it's time to get to this segment. I mean, these segments are the reason why we do this podcast. And uh, I didn't know that this existed. I'd never even seen this promo before, which amazes me because this is <laughs> the weirdest, dumbest, funniest, most awesome promo I've ever seen. And I don't think I can do justice to it by describing it, but I'll give it a bash. Hulk Hogan is dressed all in black. I'm pretty sure he has like a Phantom of the Opera mask that he has bought or someone has provided for him, for him from like the like gift shop at a Phantom of the Opera 
show that he's spray painted black. He looks like the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> that's, that's a good description. <laughs> he's wearing like a, a cloak as well. And this is all still like delving into this idea of like he's taking the... Du- well, he says it at the end of the promo. He's taking the darkness of the dungeon and using it against them. Um, but he does this like... Hulk Hogan... Could, I mean, he's he's pretty set for cash now after, you know sort of recent events but if he was looking for something he could a hundred percent uh release a meditation app by just and just having (laughs) his promos on it because you just go off into like another world where you're not thinking about anything like it just centers your like the chi you you i every time he does a promo about two minutes in i'm just off in another world i'm not really paying any attention to what he's saying do you know what I mean? I think does that this make any sense? Ver- I think this is a very much a you thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that his promos go for so long and they're so rambling that it's like staring into a campfire. You you just sort of get like taken away to another place. You you you're not in the moment. So I am, and I'm trying to figure out what's happening. So maybe, but and like maybe <laughs> oh, your way help. is how to is is how to enjoy them. Well, all I noticed from this is all I got was that Macho Man's still his friend, and that he wants Macho Man to uh, give him Meng's. Uh, is it Meng or Ming? Because they're saying Ming, but it's spelt Meng. Yeah, I, 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 and I think they sort of change it up how they pronounce it as well. <laughs> Um, he's a bad man, so I'm not going to speculate on how to spell. His name is spelt however he wants it to be spelt. Yeah, exactly right. I still don't know how they're getting that hood and cloak on Meng, but that's coming up in the next match. Um, but essentially, Macho, so, uh, uh, yeah, Macho Man has been told by the Hulk that he wants Meng's uh, head on a, on a platter. And this is Hulk again committing to murdering uh, a member of Dungeon of Doom, which is not very face behaviour, Matthew. I mean, he... he- Push the giant off off a building. Like, I think it's time to. F- f- I I think it's time to forget the like after threatening to kill him for months, he launched him off the roof of a stadium in a fit of murderous rage. <laughs> well, he this. Uh, this promo is amazing. There is a rat on, so he's like in a obviously a set, like the most set set of all time in any TV show ever. Um, but he's standing in front of a gravestone, uh, like a Celtic cross gravestone that has mm. like a pu- puppeted rat on it, and like the little rat's head just keeps like bobbing along in the background while the Hulk's like, "What you gonna do, Hulkamaniac?" Did you notice that? No, but now you've said it, I'm. <laughs> it's a little animatronic rat in the background, just moving its head the whole time that he's cutting <laughs> the promo. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I completely missed that. I was so engaged with uh, with with what Hulk was saying, trying to figure out what he was talking about. What what's your what's your translation of Hulk's promo? Uh, that he's now on the dark side, but the dark side is also the same as the good side because it's still the demandments and the 
vitamins and the prayers. Or is the vitamins and the prayers the demandments? I'm not sure. I don't I've got no idea. This is what I'm saying. I just go off <laughs> I just go off into another another place. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, is what what I'm saying. Um You don't really need to know. All you really need to know is that he's still friends with Macho and um He doesn't trust Sting. In the, the world's longest storyline, he thinks Sting might be evil. Yeah. Because uh, Sting uh Stong uh walked off with Lex Luger <laughs> <laughs> last week. Well, I mean, the the interest, the really interesting thing here is if you use a little bit of, uh, if if you jump forward a little bit, at this point, Hulk Hogan is already against WCW and is working on bringing the outsiders in to destroy them uh, because he hates WCW. So him trying to manipulate Sting fits into that. Him trying to say like, well, Sting's a bad guy. I hate Sting. He's a he's he's. The, he's a bad boy, and I am. Mm. Yeah, like this is this fits is what I'm trying to say. This is a genius storytelling from Eric Bischoff, who had it all worked out a year beforehand. Yeah, right. So, like, you think Eric's uh, got this planned already from this far out? I think 100. percent There is no doubt that absolutely uh, Eric Bischoff knows he's going to have Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash coming in uh, in eight months and that turning uh, Hulk Hogan heel in nine months and uh, he's just he's just laying the seeds uh, for, and, and that Sting will continue to be questioned. Um, I think, uh, well, I think there's no chance that that's the case, but I like to pretend <laughs> that there is. It is, like, it does sort of follow on from what we've been saying the last few weeks, though. It's like it feels like Eric is trying things to see what sticks. Mm. And it's interesting that, like, he's kind of, like he's kind of he is kind of doing the outsider's story now. Like Sting is, you know, is Sting bad or good? Hulk turning heel, but it, he won't. It's not fully like in twelve months' time he would have fully gone through with it. He just hasn't pulled the trigger a hundred percent on these sort of story ideas at the moment. Yeah, it's like he's learning how to do it on live national TV. <laughs> Which is just amazing. It's essentially what's happening. It's amazing to watch. Um, we cut back to the arena and uh, Meng uh, comes out with the Taskmaster and Jimmy Hart. Um, Jimmy Hart is really annoying me as a heel manager, which I know he's meant to, but he's doing a very good job of it. Um, and he's in a match versus Macho Man. Um, Meng and the Taskmaster are in the ring. They're waiting for Macho. Uh, he gets the jump on them. Um Taskmaster tries to get the upper hand by going up to the top rope. Top rope. Macho Man sees him, punches him, um, but then that allows Meng to get the the upper hand. Essentially, this ends with Meng going for a flying headbutt. I don't think I've ever seen Meng up on the top rope. Uh, Macho Man, uh, there's no uh, there's no water in the pool, as uh, Gorilla Monsoon would have said. And uh, Macho Man gets the flying elbow for the win, gets the three count. Uh, but look out, he's my favourite wrestler, the Shark, and uh, newly <sighs> newly healed. Matt legitimately rolled his eyes when I said that. Uh, and newly newly healed uh, uh, Lex Luger to um, bash on, uh, bash on uh, Macho Man because he's friends with Hulk Hogan. And Lex Luger's wearing a pinstriped pant and vest combo, which is just 
really nice. Um, the Meng is a legitimately massive human being. When he got on the top rope, I, and, and and when he hit the canvas, I was like, "Oh, he might actually be dead." Like it just, it, I don't think I've ever seen just the the face first impact of a human that size who had no interest in protecting himself. No, he didn't at all. Like it was a, a serious thud when he hit the ring. I, I kind of enjoyed this match. It went for a while. It went for like 10 minutes. Like, you know, I mean, Macho Man. I mean, it's got Macho Man in it. But, uh, you know, Ming held his own. This, mm. this was all, I, I liked this. This was good. This was good. Um, next up, we had Chris Benoit versus uh, Kazuki Suzuki. Kazau- sorry, Kazawa Suzuki. I knew I was going to fuck that up. <laughs> um, New Japan. <laughs> uh, this is carrying on from the New Japan storyline that's been going the last couple of weeks where Bobby's been making deals with New Japan. Um, Chris Benoit got the win really easily in this match, and I didn't quite understand. Like They also threw in that he's now a member of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, um. that's my major note from this as well. Right at the end of, like, Eric goes, uh, big win for Chris Benoit, who is now, of course, of course... The fourth member of the Horsemen. We um, like, we might when did need this. Happen. We might need to start watching WCW Saturday Night for a little while. <laughs> like I, because we, yeah, we're missing a lot. <laughs> Heaps. Like that's a big storyline. Yeah, and I was like, surely that can't be the way that they've told. Like that must have happened on Saturday. It had night. to have. There's just. <laughs> It, this is not the WCW of 1999 where that might be how they, like, tell you. Yeah. Oh, who knows? I don't I don't have the time or patience to go and watch Saturday Night as well, though, man. I just, like, I really enjoy doing this podcast and I enjoy watching Nitro once a week. I feel like if we upped it to and Saturday Night, that's where I'd hit my threshold of, like, ah, this feels like a chop. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here in a, in a Zodiac T-shirt that I got from... Brutus Barber for Beefcake's uh, Pro Wrestler Taste Store. So, like, I will watch Saturday night and just fill you in on what happens. I don't have anything else in my life. <laughs> oh, now I feel like I'm the shit teammate. <laughs> Fine. All right, guys. Well, subscribe to the feed. And uh, as from this week, you'll get a Saturday night podcast. <laughs> oh, that was not what I was suggesting. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Oh, well, if it's just watching it, I could probably watch. Given it you've given you've uh, given you've blocked my uh, my TNA uh, podcast every time I suggest it. Uh. I've never blocked it. I never <laughs> said that at all. I've, I never blocked <laughs> TNA. All I've done is said that we could also maybe look at ECW. That's garbage. I don't care about that. <laughs> no, I do. I've never watched it, so I want to watch it too. I was watching the Great American Bash '88 the other day, mm. and fucking Paul Heyman shows up. Oh. If if we a did very young looking Paul Heyman, if we did ECW, could we then like we could we do the year of WC of, of our WWF ECW as well, where it's just a really awful. I think you'd have to right, like you'd have to like you'd have to do the, but I don't know how much of the original product is actually on. The network. I think the original products there. Um, I don't know if the relaunch one that had like you know the zombie and the. Why are we talking about this? Let's get back to WCW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the next match is for the TV title. Uh, my legitimate favorite wrestler, Johnny B. Bad versus uh, Eddie Guerrero, who's a chump. And uh, Johnny B. Bad 
gives Eddie Guerrero the wrestling lesson that he needed uh, in this, as far as charisma is concerned, in in ring technique. Um, you know, I mean, if Eddie if Eddie Guerrero did succeed later on in life, it's probably because of this match that he had with Johnny B. Bad. Uh, Johnny B. Bad is I don't like looking at him. <laughs> He's a weird looking human being. He really is. Yeah, I think we've spoken about this before. He looks like uh, like a he looks like he's had a bot- like botched plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's not for me. This was a pretty good match. Like I enjoyed watching this wrestling match. Look, if you want to be controversial, yes, Eddie Guerrero had a good match. Uh, that's the hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought Johnny B. Bad held his own. <laughs> he's fine. He's better than he is. Look, I'll say it again. He's better than everyone gives him credit for. Should he be a champion? Definitely not. Not with the people. Not when you've got people like Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero on your roster. But also, like, they're babies at this point. So, you know. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't get behind this uh, Johnny B. Bad thing. Well, anyway, I did like the... I mean, we saw this recently with... um, they only did it the once with Cody Rhodes when he had the TNT title, but there's a there was a ten minute time limit, um, and they hit the time limit, which means that you know no one got the win, but uh, Johnny B. Bad keeps the belt because them's the rules. There was a bit of like sort of carry on after the bell as well, which I liked that like you know both of them were frustrated that they didn't get the win because they're both faces and stuff, <laughs> um, but then they shook hands and went their separate ways, which was also kind of you know it's. Like, I like a bit of that in kayfabe. I like to see that faces are acting like faces, you know? like uh, Yeah, so do I. Obviously. As much as Johnny B. Bad, you know, but But it was still good to see, like, two faces act like faces. It's like, you know, sometimes the really simple stuff works, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, Ring of Honor style having a handshake is, is a good thing. I watched a bit of Ring of Honor this weekend. They've... They have improved. <laughs> Our WCW Nitro podcast has now referenced at least four other promotions in the first 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but it's it's part of like, you know, it's part of, I want to paint a picture of like all of, like all the WW, the, all the WCW kids have gone off and, and are involved in all these other promotions. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. They've babied like, you know, uh, AEW, um, Ring of Honor, TNA, like all those, all those impact now. You know, they should all come together, form a mega company called WCW, called WCW, <laughs> and then put their show on Monday night. We got the wars back, baby. <laughs> uh, mean Gene is in the ring, and he's interviewing Jimmy Hart, the Taskmaster, and the Giant. I'm starting to get a little bit sick of these three cutting promos with Mean Gene, man. This is still, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I enjoyed in this promo. Uh, Jimmy says he's happy to get rid of Hogan, although he doesn't know what he's going to do with these 200 Hulkamania jackets that he has. That was probably the only good thing in the promo, I thought. I, I thought that I legitimately laughed when he said that. Uh, essentially, this promo is the giant saying he's going to win a World War Three, and then he will be champion forever. Forever. Um, and then forever so let's keep him to his word there and um and uh then kevin sullivan does this weird like convulsing on the ring mat that he does that he's been doing recently 
I don't understand this. I, I don't know what it is. But the only reason I bring it up is because when Mean Gene finishes the interview with the giant, he turns around and in that Mean Gene style goes, we need to get something for this guy. You know, in that sort of like Rat Pack <laughs> Frank Sinatra style of uh, delivery that he has of like, do we need to get something for this guy? Or Anyway, back to you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, my favorite thing at the moment is watching Bobby and Mean Gene just... They're just masters at work, especially, you know, not to keep ripping on Todd Phillips, but when you like keep, you know, when you compare them to a Todd Phillips who is like just a human automaton. Yeah. We need characters like this back, Matt, you know? I agree. Absolutely. But not, but not JR. Just leave the bad boy out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, we get Dean Malenko versus Sting. This is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, this match was good. Uh, they did a good job of building, like, Eric Bischoff's really building up Malenko. Mongo sort of says that, you know, a guy the size of Malenko never be able to beat Sting. And then over the course of the match, he Malenko goes, you know, shows that he is the man of a thousand holds, but also, you know, a, an intelligent wrestler by going after his knee. And, like, does a uh, uh, back to uh, belly-to-back suplex that, like, he gets a two-count on. And I actually thought that Malenko might have, win for a second and then i realized like oh hang on he's wrestling sting <laughs> there's no way he's gonna get this win um but sting just like gets a surprise roll up and then gets the fuck out of the match like it was pretty i don't know i thought it was pretty good storytelling in the sense of like sting was surprised at how good malenko was and how far he pushed him mm. um there was sort of a weird like sting kept trying to shake his hand it's, and malenko wouldn't it's it's the i don't know what was that trying to show I'm not really sure, but it's just fascinating to show that, like, WCW really did have this focus on, like, they had all this crazy shit going on and, you know, the matches were secondary. But the matches that were secondary were high-caliber matches. Like, you've got Eddie Guerrero, Chris Mm. Benoit, Dean Malenko, Sting, all wrestling in one episode of 45 minutes of television. And you've still got Hulk Hogan, like, in a dungeon with 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 an animatronic rat. And and looking <laughs> like like the dread pirate Roberts, like it's amazing. It's great. It really is. Like I, it, it is genuinely as as much as I am enjoying AEW at the moment. Watching Nitro each week is is the highlight of my wrestling week. Yep. Um, so Sting gets the win, and then there's we have a brief little uh, interview with Mean Gene and Sting to finish off the episode, uh, where Sting says that uh, Hulk Hogan called him a little dog on the porch, and again I was like. Was this on Saturday night or was this part of Hogan's promo and I just zoned out and went to my happy place? <laughs> there's, there's just a chance that Sting's zoning out and uh, going to his happy place as well. Can I... Uh, I don't... You know, I don't want to be really nasty, but does Sting have a lazy eye or was he looking at the wrong camera? I think he's looking at the wrong camera. Right. <laughs> uh, but essentially he says, I'm not the little dog on the porch. Uh, in WCW, I'm the big dog. Uh, and then I was like, well, Roman Reigns is going to be happy. Yeah, that uh, next week he'll take on Hulk Hogan. And uh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, actually, the one thing we forgot to mention from the Hulk Hogan uh, promo is that he's challenged Sting to a... Oh, no, you did mention yep. that. Sorry, my bad. Um, but yeah, so we've got Sting versus Hulk Hogan next week. Um, and Sting is a face, question mark? Who knows? Hulk Hogan's in the, the Valley of Darkness and Sting's questionable. 
Yeah. Well, I'm looking. For, I'm genuinely looking forward to watching Sting and Hulk wrestle. Although we all know it will be a complete schmoz finish, and there'll be seventeen hundred people in the ring. But still, yeah, it'll be cool to see the two of them in the ring together. Yeah, absolutely. We're done, man. That's the end of the episode. Wow. Um. Yeah, that was quick. I'm shocked. Well, I guess the the reality of this episode was that it was just a, cr- a one insane promo and some really good wrestling matches. Yeah, there wasn't as much. I th- when I finished, I was like, "Oh, that was a really crazy episode." But ultimately, it was just one promo that was batshit crazy, mm. and the rest of it was like a pretty line and length um, episode, but worth watching if you like for some reason watching the episodes after listening to us. Yeah. I would definitely check it out. Absolutely. This is this is worth a watch. Cool. Well, look, um, if you are enjoying listening to these episodes um, and you want to know how you can help us out, uh, the best way would be to follow us on social media. Um, yeah, I know, social media. Blah, but, you know, you can help us out by doing that. We are WrestleWolf on Facebook, uh, WrestleWolfPod on Twitter and Instagram, or Insta, as the kids say uh wrestlewolf.com we have a website that i tend to and pay a lot of money for so if you could like go to it and uh (laughs) make my purchase worthwhile that'd be great um and uh or you can send us an email at wrestlewolfpodcast at gmail.com anytime you get a chance to rate and review us that'd be great um it helps with the algorithms and gets us out to more people um but yeah unless you've got anything to no, I'm, I'm out. Well, as we always say, at base deck.